Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to look forward to Tucson's modern birthday on August 20th, and we're going to look back on an interview we did with Rick Collins of the Presidio Museum. Today is August 14th, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android using our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. If you want to get us here on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can interact with us on Facebook through Instagram and um, uh, in, well, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you uh, can listen to our podcasts just about anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to hear some of these past episodes and check us out a little bit more, head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. Well, next Saturday, it's August 20th, and that's a significant day here in Tucson history. Uh, we call this sort of the, the birthday of the uh, modern Tucson. You know, there's a lot of dates. We, we know that we have 4,200 years worth of continuous agricultural history at the base of a mountain. We've got 10,000 years of uh, habitation and, and different cultures uh, inhabiting this area. So Tucson's region is much older than 1775, but that was the date the Spanish built uh, started building their presidio in uh, in Tucson, and that's recognized as our uh, really our our birthday. And Hugo O'Connor doesn't sound very Spanish, but he was uh, in the employ of the Spanish army. I think they called him Hugo Okinor. He was tasked with finding the new uh, Presidio spot for the Spanish. And after much searching, he chose an area that was just a little bit east of the Santa Cruz River. So we celebrate August 20th as our birthday, going on uh, 240 plus years since the founding of the museum, and we consider Hugo Connor, Hugo Okinor, depending on how you'd like to say it, as our founding father. So in honor of that, uh, the Presidio Museum is hosting an event uh, in the evening on the 20th. Normally, they're closed during the summer because it's kind of warm. Uh, but on August 20th, starting about 6 p.m., they've got an event called All Things Tucson. And uh, if you head out there, uh, they're going to be uh, celebrating from about, I think it starts at 6. Yeah, they say gates open at 6 p.m. And it, now this is a free event. And around 6.30, all the activities are going to kick off. And they've got mariachis, uh, uh, folklorico. They will have different dances. Uh, they have a Chinese lion dance and a yo-yo presentation with the Chinese Cultural Center. Because we know the Chinese heritage is also extremely important to Tucson's development. So there's going to be all kinds of activities, family fun. Uh, there are food and beverages available for purchase. And I found out that if you are a city or county employee, bring your ID uh, or your business card because El Charo is going to be out there handing out a free taco for all the city and county employees. 
So we wanted to celebrate the celebration of Tucson's birthday and revisit an interview we did with Rick Collins. He is one of those uh, individuals that volunteers a tremendous amount of time to showcase what the Presidio does here in our community. He uh, will wear the Spanish colonial soldiers' outfits and explain to a, a, a very eager audience how things take place. We interviewed him really early in the show. I had to go way back to 2017. This was episode from episode number six. Uh, we're on 220 or 213 today. So all the way back to episode six, we found this interview with Rick Collins talking about the Presidio Museum. Thought it was very appropriate to share that with you here today. The museum's been open since 2007, is my recollection, and, and I remember it opened in May, so it was very hot. Um, and it's it's been a really, really wonderful success. The north um, east corner of the Presidio has been rebuilt on the original ground where the Presidio stood, and in fact, the whole Presidio is marked. If you go downtown, then you can walk around. The Presidio neighborhood is a very old section of Tucson. In fact, Tucson Museum of Art uh, actually has a building called the Casa Cordoba House. That is considered the oldest building in Tucson, dating to the 18, parts of it dating to the 1850s. Uh, old Town Artisans across the street is a very old building with a traditional open courtyard. And of course, the duplex that we have on the corner, which we hope to restore and eventually make a museum, is actually dates to the late 1890s. And then uh, the row house, like I said, it, it dates to about 1866 or so. And of course the Presidio was moved into about 1776. There is dirt from the original Presidio inside those walls. So it really is does have the soul of where Tucson's European birthplace at least started. Um, there's also uh, the Hockamy House, which is seven, or 1860s and 70s uh, Sonoran Row House, a perfect representation, uh, and that encloses a museum. And so we're a living history museum, meaning living history activities take place. So we're representative of those people. But we don't stop at the Spanish colonial part. We actually are building a Mexican contingent so that we can do the Mexican period. And then, of course, we do the American period, which includes from after from 1856 when Americans first got here. And we call it till 1912 when we got statehood. That's kind of our cutoff of interpretation. Part of the Presidio is to interpret the 2,000-year-old history of this place. When it was just the Native Americans living in a pretty primitive way, and what happens beyond that point. Second yeah, the second Saturday in a month, we actually will do a living history program. Uh, we have civilians uh, doing all kinds of things civilians would do, from making tortillas to uh, uh, making adobe to, to whatever, that kind of thing. We have blacksmiths. Our blacksmith program has turned out to be a premier program. Uh, we built a forge, a Spanish forge for these guys, and it, it's one of the most popular things that happen. They make nails and hand them to kids. They'll make, they make parts for us. So if we need hooks, if we need, if we need tools for cooking, the, the blacksmith actually can make them for us and they're made correctly. Uh, 
I'm uh, part of the interpretive program too, and I'm part of the garrison, we call it, the Tucson garrison. And, and we do, generally we do Spanish colonial soldiers. We're doing drill and we're doing interpretation of what we call junk on the bunk, what they actually used in daily life. And being a soldier would be pretty tough, but hey, it's two squares a day and a new set of clothes once a year. Uh, one, of the, one of the most exciting things and one of the most sought after things by the public that we do at the Presidio is fire the cannon. We have a four pound bronze howitzer, which is a reproduction of what was at the Presidio. And we load that uh, gun up and shoot her off and people just love it. Which is a great big swab. Make sure there's no burning embers or anything from the previous shot. The board is clean. The artillery captain hands the cartridge. They inspect it to make sure it's okay. They load it in. And using the opposite end of the lanata, they formally ram it to the back of the muzzle. They then use a needle to pierce the cartridge. Very important job, it has to be properly pierced. That exposes the powder in the cartridge. They then take a small amount of loose black powder and they pour it down the charging hole. That is what they actually light, which will in turn light the cartridge inside there. He covers it with his hat to make sure that none of the black powder blows away. He grabs the fuse. He blows on it to make sure that it is well lit. Steps forward. Cover your ears! That was the sound of the cannon firing off at the Presidio Museum. They do that throughout the year. On second Saturdays, they fire it off a couple of times as part of their living history days. Normally in the summer, they take uh, the, the time to uh, stay indoors and stay cool. However, with August 20th coming up, they are going to be celebrating an event called All Things Tucson, looking at the kind of the birthday here of Tucson. And I'm thinking they might have some reenactments going on, perhaps the, the, perhaps the firing of the cannon. But right now we are in the middle of an interview we did back in 2017 with Rick Collins as he was describing life in the Presidio and the uh, reenactments and the, the portrayal of it by uh, volunteers through the Presidio Museum. We'll be back to the second half of that interview in just a moment. First of all, I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. All right, we are back. And, you know, that was uh, Paleo Dave, our daily DJ. Did I mention he's a volunteer and he does a morning drive time show from 7 to 9 every day? Hope you get a chance to tune in. Very nice selection of music to start off each and every weekday, plus some commentary that is always enjoyable from Paleo Dave. So we're in the middle of an interview that we did back in 2017 all the way back in episode number six, which I don't know, I think it's kind of cool 
that we have this information now recorded almost five years later. And we're talking with Rick Collins. He's a volunteer uh, with the Presidio San Agustin del Tucson Museum. He is describing life as we uh, would have seen it in the uh, 18th century from the Spanish perspective. And we're getting ready for an event here on August 20th, coming up next Saturday, called All Things Tucson. will be held at the Presidio, celebrating the birthday of modern-day Tucson. Let's get back to our interview with Rick Collins. What was really neat about interpreting the Spanish colonial aspect is that no one knows about it. That... The Easterners don't learn about this in school. We don't learn about this in school. But here we are talking about something that people don't know, which is the most important part of our heritage, or of, of, um, a most important part of our heritage. The, I mean, did you know that Coronado and DeSoto's expedition were 300 miles apart at the same time? Had they just gone that 300 miles, we'd all be speaking Spanish right now. The country would have been connected. One of the um, one of the most fun aspects that we do is we do a program called Friday at the Fort, where schools actually bring their classes out and they do a Living History Skills Day. So they actually learn to be a soldier. They learn to make their own tortillas. They learn about food. Uh, we actually have them do tinsmithing instead of forging, obviously. Uh, they'll learn chores, which, by the way, if they don't get to do a chore, they complain about, which is real interesting. But so they really get an exposure to their what what it would have been like. And one of the most fun things is you're in Tucson, a lot of these people can connect to people that were in the Presidio. And so these kids are descendants of Presidio soldiers or Presidio families, and they see what their family was about. They see where they came from. We do have, yeah, we have a small museum and it does contain actual relics found in the property and the goal, the current goal is to start building a, an exhibit which will take you through time and show you all aspects of all cultures that were involved in the Presidio and it's going to take some money and some funding and some time and time, but we'll do it. When the Presidio was being rebuilt, they found walls they found three pit houses where the prehistoric people lived one of the clever things that was done in the rebuilding of the presidio is even though it had to be offset because of modern construction standards they were clever enough to mark the original wall where it exists so you can actually go oh, here's here's exactly where it was and if you look at the tucson presidio in that northeast corner you are standing where all of our past has stood at one time before it's so rich uh, one of the wonderful things about the Presidio is we've managed to make a thematic gift shop. So it's not knickknacks and kisht. It's actually things from there. You can buy uh, tobacco canteens and, well, nobody smokes anymore. You could still collect it like you would a, a native pot. Uh, you've got blacksmithing things, uh, items that the blacksmiths made right there on the spot. And we're trying to get more of that. And it's neat, too, because you can actually buy... Uh, brandy cups that the soldiers would that the soldiers who are doing interpretation actually carry. So there's all these kind of items, and people like that, and they pick it up. So there's a little staff. Uh, the executive director is part time, and then there are a couple of people get paid a little bit to to help out. But overall, it's a volunteer effort. It's, it takes a lot of volunteers, 
obviously a lot of the volunteers are retired because that's the volunteer population but we have a surprising amount of people who who are from the community we've got engineers from raytheon we've got uh tusd security uh you've got people who were in the navy you've got people who were in the army uh you've got people who've been in medical television um just from a hundred different angles people come but they have one thing it's a, that they're interested in and they're interested in history and the second thing is they're interested in preserving the community's history the exhibit, uh, there's still some tortillas and bread left i think we have the food exhibit we have our musicians playing music from the period down to my left we have uh, in the courtyard we have the buffalo soldier exhibit we also have an exhibit and, and one of the big house. issues and the oh, that any museum has is we really need the support of the community to keep the presidio open and you know personally i consider it, it involves so much of our community's history it would be a shame to ever see it go away it's interesting when we talk about community involvement and everything it's interesting we get easterners by the truckloads during the winter time and the joke the inside joke we have is we're the best kept secret in tucson among tucsonans Normally, we don't see a lot of people from Tucson here, and they don't tend to come downtown quite yet, still. Uh, and I just think Tucsonans aren't aware of it for whatever reason. And we're trying to involve the Mexican-American community more, and I think we're doing a good job with that. Uh, we're trying to uh, in, uh, have more Native American representation in programming. Uh, we're trying concerts. We're trying a lot of different items to get more people to come in and grow away bigger, better, more inclusive audience. It's always got activities. There's the Living History, the Second Saturday, uh, the the Friday at the Fort kids programs. Over Thanksgiving weekend, we're having blacksmiths for two days doing interpretation there. We have individual interpreters who show up on various days, and you have to check the calendar to find those out. We also do the Turquoise Trail tour. So we actually take you downtown on a tour, and we have other little little we give about downtown history and Presidio history. I love the smell of black powder in the afternoon. If you have any questions about what you saw, please do not hesitate to ask. That was our final cannon firing of the day. That was our interview with Rick Collins back from 2017, episode number six. Over the uh, the years, we have talked with uh, April Bure and uh, Gail Hartman of the Presidio, and those uh, interviews are available on our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. If you head over there and just type in Presidio or Turquoise Trail, you'll get some additional information of um, kind of how the museum has evolved. One of their projects um, that Rick and I talked about back in 2017 was a duplex, which was which is right next door to the Presidio Museum gift shop, and they were working on plans to renovate that. Well, the money has come through, part of some uh, projects with Rio Nuevo, and uh, the renovations are at least starting. So that's uh, you know five years later, <laughs> we do have we do have progress. Things are moving in the in the right direction for the Presidio Museum. And then the Turquoise Trail, uh, which you know it began as something called the Presidio Trail, it was started by a board member at uh, the Presidio Museum and, and a, a local Tucson attorney who wanted something to do during the uh, 
uh, during the day in between courts. Uh, so the Turquoise Trail, which starts from the Presidio Museum, and as Rick mentioned towards the end there, winds around downtown and talks about all the history and cultural uh, uh, impactful areas and events. Uh, we did an interview with that. So if you were to go to the, the uh, website and uh, search for the Turquoise Trail, you get the good history from Gail Hartman on that. Well, my name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. All right, episode 213 here. We're approaching the end of our show. Uh, We looked back at the Presidio Museum with Rick Collins from 2017 interview that we did back then. And I don't know if you noticed, but we had like some background noise and we had the the blacksmith and the can and the train. That's when we really kind of put a lot of energy into this. Now we just talk to people. So maybe I should go back to that. Uh, It's a lot of effort, though, to record all this different information and piece it together. But that was kind of cool to have the uh, the undercurrent of, of the museum in the background. And then it occurred to me as I was listening to that commercial uh, for fabulousdowntownradio.org on our website, uh, Life Along the Streetcar, I'm sorry, on our, our Facebook page for Life Along the Streetcar, we actually have um, the video that g- corresponds with that interview. So if you head over to our Facebook page, you'll find the, the Rick Collins interview, and it was a voiceover. And as he's talking, uh, we have uh, video and uh, photos kind of playing underneath of it. So I'd, I'd forgotten that, but uh, we'll try to bring it more current on the Facebook page if you if you want to check that out. And you know, August twentieth, this Saturday, celebrating the uh, the the quote unquote birthday of Tucson, the founding of the Presidio Museum in 1775. We know the history goes well before that. That is our modern, more European history. Uh, we, we know at the base of a mountain, there's 4,200 years worth of continuous agricultural history of many uh, different generations of, uh, of people in this region. And we, and we know that uh, there are people that have been here for 10,000 plus years so we, we certainly know that Tucson is more than you know a few hundred years old. Uh, we've covered a lot of those stories, so you can you can find stories about Mission Garden, which talks a lot about that history, uh, on uh, on our web page. And we're always looking for topics. So if there's something out there you think we should be covering, uh, something of interest, it doesn't have to be um, uh, you know a history or a museum. We're doing modern events, social, cultural, economic things that happen in the urban core or things that happen outside that impact the urban core, we are definitely looking for those topics. When, when I started this show, the, I had a list of about 50 things that I wanted to cover. And honestly, even though we've got 200 and some episodes in, I haven't covered some of them because we just keep getting 
new requests or we do an interview and it takes us into a different direction. And, and, and that's just super exciting uh, from, from where I sit to, to, uh, to get that evolution uh, happening. So that comes from you. Please let us know if there's topics. You can reach us at our email address. It's contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We also are on Instagram with uh, Facebook and um, uh, we're on social media with, with Instagram and Facebook. So check those out. The, uh, the Instagram page too, check it out. We've really got some, some cool photos. I t- I've taken a lot of those um, and I have some that helps me with the filtering and editing of them to make them even more attractive. But I'm really proud of our, our Instagram page. So maybe head over there and give it a, a follow or like or whatever you do on Instagram. And uh, we would certainly appreciate that. And certainly last but not least, downtownradio.org, the, the, the creation that gives us the opportunity to share all this with you. Please support. Head over to downtownradio.org. There is a donate button. Please uh, make a little donation if you um, are so inclined. A recurring one is something that keeps the station on track because we've mentioned it many weeks. This is a volunteer effort. There are no paid staff members, our board, uh, our, our, our DJs, all the show hosts are volunteers just sharing something that they love with the community. And it's something that we hope, uh, hope you enjoy. And if you do, we could use that support. August 20th, it's kind of a birthday celebration. You're going to find more information over at the Presidio if you want to come out there and uh, have some uh, some tacos. Remember, you get a free taco if you work for the city or county and you bring your badge or your, your business card. El Charo's taking care of you. There's also going to be activities uh, for the entire family. It's a free event at the Presidio Museum. It starts around 6.30. I think they actually open at 6, and the first event is at 6.30, celebrating that, uh, that birthday. And with that note... Uh, we're going to leave you a little music today from B.B. King. This goes all the way back to 1979 from an album called Take It Home. It's the Happy Birthday Blues. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. <laughs>